Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everybody. It's time again for Cthulhu in Cairo. Well, you already know that because you just clicked the button to hit play, and you just heard us talk about the music came on and all that other good stuff. So you know why you're here. We know why you're here, and it's to listen to people get hurt and abused. And you've come to the right place. So I'm Raz. I'm your keeper for this evening. And already Faye's just putting her head in her hands, which is good. That may, that that means we're going to have a good night. It's, that it's means like, that Faye's going to get her ass kicked. It's like when you walk into Red Lobster and there's one looking right at you defiantly. It's like, yep, it's going to be a good night. I, I know who I'm taking to the table. You. <laughs> I'll see you in 23 minutes. Melt the butter. <laughs> Can that be um, our ex- can that be our expression for when shit's really gonna go wrong? Like, melt the okay. butter. To melt the butter. <laughs> <laughs> this is already funny. this is one of the best intros that we've ever done. Oh my god! Instead of let's make biscuits, it'll be time to melt the butter. <laughs> Melting butter, people. It's official. And in Russia. There's going to be a lot of melt and butter. Um, all right. So <laughs> oh, we're joined by, we are joined by the three ladies of uh, death and intrigue um, and mysticism. That's how we like to refer to them now. Catherine is death. Ella obviously mystic. I'm sorry, Catherine. That wasn't fair. <laughs> I didn't want to, I, I shouldn't have said that. But, and we're, and their new companion, uh, Vadim. And we are in Russia and we are in Leningrad in, 19, in 1931. It is uh, the end. Actually, it's just becoming into uh, October. So right on the cusp of ending September into October. And we have um, an object that we know is out there somewhere in Siberia. But the ladies are quickly learning that Russia is a place that requires a lot of checks, balances, triple checks and papers. And, you know, everybody has to sign off on something you do. So they're um, they're trying to come up with a way of having their new contact secure information for them and get them closer to the object that they know they need to get, get the object of power that was talked about. Many, many moons ago in Madame Blavatsky's prophecy back in England. All right. So how's everyone tonight? Cast, doing well? Doing good. Doing well Um, and excited for tonight's adventure. And speaking (laughs) of, you know, excitement and um, melting of butter, Mel just informed us in the group chat that we missed Faye's birthday. She's 28 now. (laughs) And we're in Russia, so she's getting a single potato. If you, for all the listeners at home, if you would not, not too difficult, not too hard, we don't want anybody to get hurt, but just headbutt something, headbutt the table, um, headbutt your car mirror, <laughs> just something. If we all just give out one big tap uh, for Faye, we'll, uh, feel we'll it do it here at home. the recording and honor your headbutts. Headbutt right. your nearest enemy in her honor. Send a, fu- send a picture of a rhino to Faye at our, on our Facebook page. Something, <laughs> anything you want to do to just, or a ram. <laughs> <laughs> whatever anything that you know uses its mush to uh to win battles so we we left them off with vadim hearing about this uh, um, that they need to get some information off of the arm a tattoo specifically off this ice princess that was uh talked about in the in the papers that you know approved state news media uh over the last several months it's been a, a story on and off 
every so many you know days or weeks, another thing will come up or a picture of an object. A lot of gold has been found. And the, uh, the government has been in, very interested in pursuing this, partly state pride. There may be other reasons the, the you know, Vadim's not aware of, but according to the state papers, uh, this is a, a princess that dates, they're dating her back sometime to the uh, 600 or 700 BC range. So she's been out there for quite some time. And uh, it doesn't specifically state in the papers where she is. It just says in Siberia. Uh, so we're not sure where the dig is, but that's how Vadim's going to help this team sort of find that information out, hopefully reach out to some contacts and other things that are going on. And we'll see if we can nail down the location because the girls are really here for the first time without a support group. Um, so it's going to play interesting on how we get that done. So it's been a couple days since the conversation in the cafe. Vadim, you had a safe house, I'm sure, or an apartment maybe set up for the ladies. Is that how you, we were going to do that? Yes. Okay. And we've, so we've, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Short speed um, to the point. I should, I should uh, point out to the listeners, please forgive me for my horrid attempt at a Russian accent. Uh, I just felt it. Uh, I, I felt uh, uh, pulled, pulled to do so. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had a couple players try Russian um, and you know, it's, it, it'll stack up. It'll be fine. So um, here at the Bardic College, we are known for men with, Okay, accents. Most of <laughs> Russian. Yeah, we do a lot of we do have a lot of Russian accents on the show. We uh, in Conan we had one. Yeah. If you I'm get Faye drunk enough, hum- she'll do an accent. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to inject humor now because I know that things will go poorly. Forgive. Mm, very good. So, um, so, Adam, uh, so a safe house. Yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah, so you're at the safe. You've you've been in the safe house. One of the things that the girls are ha- obviously going to have a hard time with is the language. So while you're out collecting information. Um, you do have people, friends, teachers at the university that might be able to, or someone you could pull in to start trying to teach them at least tourist Russia and give them a, a, you know, a solid foundation so that if they're grabbed by the police, they can act scared and at least say, yes, no, I have my papers. Hold on. So if that's something that you want to invest in, we will advance the calendar, you know, a couple of extra days while you're starting to reach out to contacts and get information back and forth through your channels and avenues of, of you know, your secure channels. Uh, but we can have the girls start doing basic Russian. And, what the, and I have an idea on how to do this. So, I, but I think in this country and, and with the length of time that this mission may take and how scary and, you know, secretive the Russian government is and how they check everything, having that's probably a good idea. Ladies, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts? I, I think it's la- I'll learn a language. Idea. Yeah, I don't want to. Ella, I you're mean, all right with that? Taking some some Russian lessons. Da. Da. Da, yeah. Da. <laughs> All right. So, ladies, go ahead and make me an intel check. And we're going to start you off here with week one. And I did look, believe it or not, I researched how long it effectively takes a regular person, not a language genius, to learn a new language and then r- where Russian stacks and how quickly it p- is picked up. So I know how many hours this roughly takes to start picking up Russian. Tourist versus fluent. So this is going to be interesting. But go ahead and give me an intel roll. Uh, that's an average success. Okay. Same here. That is a hard success. Okay. So for a hard success, you start with 10%. With an average success, you start with five. So I have five points in Russian. You start with, at the end of the first three days, you are now, and doing about four hours a day, you are now a five in Russian and a 10. That is not enough, obviously, to even pass for tourist. But it's a beginning, and you can start working together. And during your downtime, 
start reminding each other of the, of the words. And, and this is how we're going to build the language skill up so that when you're on the streets and, you know, as the story goes on, you'll be able to at least save your lives in a pinch. Because I think this place, if you have an interpreter, you stand out. Clothing is a big deal. So I'm sure Vadim's secured, you know, more clothing that is a little bit more. That was part brown. of the uh, the purpose of visiting the market that we went to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. To, we got was to, um, that's yep. right. Clothes and food. Yep. All right. So, Vadim, you have a couple of contacts on your while the girls are studying, sit down and learn Russian from a primary school teacher uh, somewhere from Leningrad, someone that you've met and known. And they they just think they're journalists. You're keeping the story for them up front with this woman. She's not a you know, part of the smuggling operation that you use. Mm-hmm. Which one of the contacts that I gave you would you like to try to reach out to first? We don't know exactly where we need to go, but um, um, but we do know that it's uh, you know it's it's far east. the The firm contact I have in that region, I think I would like to send um, a, uh, a a message, a coded message, since he's a friend of mine. Uh, it's you know there's a basic code I've, I've I have with you know closer closer uh, companions and what have you. So that would be uh, Captain Velitsky, I think, would be who I'd want to make an initial contact just to see if he has heard anything or if he perhaps knows any specific information about this uh, interesting occurrence that's printed in the news. Yeah, you send, again, you know, it's all done. Radio frequencies are monitored here. Things are done very difficult, you know, very Information does not flow quickly. I'm thinking that it's going to be something like a past message to someone on a train, somebody carrying something that you know or put in a box that he looks for, like a box of cigars. Um, I think like the that. initial the initial contact would be um, a coded contact through Telegram. Okay. Um, that would not be used to pass the main information, but to uh, to direct him to um, you know where he can find the information, and you know to be looking out for for you know, a message coming his way. But yeah, like a courier seems, that's just a long distance. Now, I do know somebody who works for the uh, the, tra- the Trans-Siberian Railway that heads out uh, into that area, a conductor. Well, that, I just don't know how much, I don't know how much their paths would cross. Yeah, that the conductor that you know, Sergei, Sergei Bradic, Yep. Yeah, he actually heads to the Caucasus, which is a little bit further south. But he does mm-hmm. have access to timetables and stuff for Siberia. So uh, you send him, yeah, you send a telegraph, your mother's well, so, you know, whatever it is that alerts him to the fact that he needs to somehow reach out and make contact with you. Uh, because it's much easier for an army officer to make a phone call into out of a camp into any number. Just dial this number. I need to talk to somebody. Oh, okay, yeah. Perhaps we have like some sort of secure line that we can exactly go to and use. That's yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah, at the cafe, maybe uh, mm-hmm. we'll do it. We can do it that way. So you're at the cafe. Uh, the girls are tucked away around the corner in a, a, you know, in a house, an apartment building with just a small couple of rooms. And that's the other thing, ladies, uh, Ella, Faye, Catherine, get ready for like a cot with, you know, quarter inch padding and no pillow type living. Um, <laughs> this is worse than the army base you were on, Catherine, during the war because you were oh a my, nurse oh my and you Lord. had really... Yeah, you had really nice stuff. Do not to... uh, make it. You get uh, you get good scratchy blanket too. <laughs> oh, how kind! Um, it beats sleeping on the side of a mountain, though. I was a castaway on a deserted island full of cannibals. I, I think I'll be good. 
All right. I, you Tough know, bitches. <laughs> and I mean, hey, come on. I mean, I mean, like you're an explorer. You know what it is to not have a bed. Oh, I've slept I'm- on stone, wood floors, weeds. I'm fine. Weeds? Yeah, I've gotten weeds. minimal ticks. Probably have Lyme's disease. That's not important. What's important well, right now is that we have cots. The floor I'm- of a tent tied up. I mean, you I'm slept a- in a lot of places. <laughs> I'm a decade out of the army. I, I have a cottage. <laughs> like with a- I'm a villager. <laughs> with I am. I'm the crotchety old lady in the village. I'm the spinster. You're, you're not quite that old, but crotchety probably fits. Well, I'm unmarried. The phone uh, does ring. It's It takes a day or two, Vadim, uh, at the appropriate time. It's about 4 p.m. in the afternoon uh, when the phone finally does ring down at the cafe. And, it, you know, it's it's the phone booth itself. It's not the cafe's number directly. It's, it's this public phone. And you just walk over and pick it up and you hear, The dodo is mysterious. I understand. It is good to hear from you. What can I do for you? All is, is well, yes? Things are good, Captain. See, da, things are good. Um, I, I, I am, uh, I am helping friend, and um, uh, th- there is curious story. Um, uh, frozen, frozen body, uh, dug up, dug up in in Siberia, and I'm, uh, I'm seeking more information, and wondering, uh, old friend, if. If you might know anything, uh, anything about this details. Frozen body, you very old, yes? Yes, da. The, yeah. uh, the, the, the princess, as they say in the paper. Of course, that's paper. Papers share what Comrade Stalin feels we should share, mm. which is always right. It's always correct. Just giving the banter that normally would go on. He mm-hmm. says, right now, currently at Tomsk. Station and the camp where I cur- where I work, and yes, not far from dig site. Mm. Um, but must tell you, many undesirables, radicals, have been sent through Tomsk to dig at site, and they keep asking for more, more to come through, and from trains through Leningrad through Moscow, hundreds arrive. Um, Every week, and yet supplies no increase. Something happening. Something's out there, and there these workers are working under the careful eye of the OGPU. Uh, are these are these workers returning, or do they go to work and and then not seen again? Unlike magnificent comrades in the industrial sector of Leningrad. Not have seen many come home to kiss their wives and children goodnight. But um, if one, say, wanted to uh, gain access, uh, going as worker might uh, might uh, might prove uh, a, a, a worthwhile endeavor. Could happen, yeah, da. But not seen any come back. Not our camp here is military. We process those who are being sent uh, north outside of Tomsk to to Camp 177. And mm. ah. workers do go, but f- for how many hundreds up there now, close to 2,000, still same number of supplies every week. So 
concerned that many are just lost. The uh, feeding the grist, so to speak. Hmm. But I'm sure it's for the glory of the state. Of course, of course. I appreciate you, Captain Vilitsky, and uh, your information and friendship always. If uh, you head out this way, bring bottle of uh, your grandfather's vodka. Uh, <laughs> gets cold soon and could use could use something nice and warm at night. You have good memory. You know I will, my friend. And he hangs up. Vadim kind of ponders that a little bit, uh, and then heads back to the uh, heads back to the to the uh, the hideout with uh, the ladies. Okay. Uh, I have good conversation with friend. Um, he uh, he tell me much information. Um, in bottom, will share everything that uh, that Captain Velitsky had just imparted to him. Not sure how useful this is for you, but any information is good information. Yes. So you do know that he's telling you the camp is somewhere north of Tomsk, which is in Siberia, but it's on the southern regions. So it, it will get cold. Things will start to get wintry, but it's not there yet. It still has, you know, there's not a permafrost permanently on the ground. This this part of the of Siberia is still kind of, it's, it's, if you were looking, it's super far north Mongolia, but not out of the realm. It's, it's not like all the way up in the Arctic pack. So you, you know, there's definitely digging that could be going on there and, and they could probably function all year round, but it would be cold and it would be hard winters. So you're telling me that we are going to need to revisit Catherine's uh, five F's of frostbite pamphlet. Is there a fifth now? It was always five. The five. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was four. <laughs> I thought it was four F's and a fuck you. Put the you know put your gloves on. No. Oh, the last F was <laughs> fucked. Right. It's um because once the flesh reaches a certain level of um of decay, um you're fucked. There's nothing right. I, I will do. Yeah, hearing um Faye hearing all of this and about how. You know, it is going to be cold, you know, not not seriously cold, but it's going to be there. She just kind of sighs and just starts digging around in her bag, knowing that she shoved the pamphlet in here as soon as Catherine turned her back on the plane. But now she's thinking, oh, damn, I'm really going to need to reference that. before we go." There we go. Everybody's got to have that pamphlet. Um, I don't think I received the pamphlet because I wasn't there at the initial briefing. I'll share mine with you, babe. Don't worry. So copies of plenty. So we have a heading is what you're saying. We have an idea of where we're going. At least we kind of know where the camp is. And it is nearby dig dig site. So we know maybe where they find this princess of yours. Now when you say when you say camp, do you mean like an ar- like an archaeological dig, an ex like a, an expedition, an academic venture? What sort of camp? Um, my friend, uh, he, he run military. Um, oh. he, he is captain in, you know, glorious army. Um, he only know that, um, uh, workers are sent to dig site, uh, some, some many miles north of where he is. Many workers. And they keep sending more. Okay. Um, Faye, uh, yeah. how many, how many people are usually eh, or maybe a hard question how many, how many people, people do they usually send on like a, a dig like, like an archae- normal like what i yeah. used to do yeah um i mean they would usually have the people leading the expedition and then you usually had a team of 
between half a dozen to a dozen people. And then there were the porters. And then sometimes they'd have extra digging power if it was a large area. But nothing that sounds like this. I don't know if this is an archaeological dig. Or if it is, it might be a massive one. Captain Velitsky said 2,000 people. That's not have been sent to this area. That, that doesn't can't sound be normal. That doesn't sound like an archaeological dig to me. That sounds like a we need to get people in one spot kind of dig. Or they're running the pet poor chaps day and night out, that kind of thing. So then Or they them use them up, yeah. Hmm. Not not uncommon. I would like to think we are not Russia. going straight into the self-sacrifice venture of this of this expedition because I'm personally I'm I'm quite overcome over the last the last mission. So hopefully this is not some massive suicide or culling for an elder god. I'm just hoping that's not what it is. I uh, don't um I'm you... not sure that's what is happening. We don't oh, know that. No. I've seen something like it in Portugal. They were trying to stop the earthquake from taking their fair city of Lisbon again. I think 500 people have to die for that one. Well, that's Bottom something. looks very confused. <laughs> I bet so is the key for- oh, I'm sorry, Bottom. Oh, I'm an occultist, and I hunt other cultists. It's kind of a strange job I have, but it, it just comes with the territory. I'm, uh, I'm okay with it. You, you, you hunt uh, Baba Yega. Okay. No, don't say the name! <laughs> and he, uh... You do not he kind of looks at name. you like, like it looks at the other two like, is she okay? Faye, Faye kind of, she gives a, a smile at bottom and then she, she takes Ella's hand as she's smiling at him and she squeezes with a lot of force that you wouldn't expect from such oh, a tiny dear, darling, hand. Oh my dear, darling, you're crushing my hand. I wouldn't have to crush your hand if you would just learn to keep your mouth shut. Yes, we're reporters. Well, he's, we he's the only one in the reporters. room. Right? Yes. I just want <laughs> us to get into the practice. Yes. <laughs> so, well, all right. Um, do you know Bottom's what the cultist is? Let me hearing strange things and not hearing what he shouldn't hear. So he just kind of like quickly, like you know, sloughs it off. Okay. okay. Yeah, gr- girls. Crazy Westerners. And girls. like, do you know what an occultist is? Is that an appropriate question? Mm. Witch. No, girls. No. We have to ease. I study witches, though. We have to ease him. Into this. Which boss? Mm. No. Oh, Jesus which, Christ. Which commissar? Uh, <laughs> okay, that's my name. <laughs> that's anyway. That's my name. So, Faye just. Ta- she goes, Ta- okay. is genuinely confused. I'm. That's why I'm going <laughs> to wrangle everyone in. All right, so. Everyone's gathering. There are people being gathered at this camp gathering place. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't yeah. sound normal. Doesn't sound like anything that we have been ever accustomed to, either in the States, in Europe, what have you. This doesn't sound great. No. In fact, I feel personally, and I've been all over this world, and I have been all over this world with the two of you, and she looks at Catherine and she looks at Ella, and I'm not going to lie here, I feel very out of my element. I feel like this is nothing that we have ever experienced before. And I feel like this could get incredibly dangerous very fast. 
well, understand one thing. Um, uh, people are greatest commodity of Mother Russia. We uh, may not have a big machine and the big power, but we have people. And when we have problem, we throw people at it. It's people that I worry about. Da. That is... Da. Yes. Well, regardless, this sounds like something that we should explore, an option that we should look at. It's Sounds like our best bet so far. And then I turn to Vodham. Unless you have other ideas. I mean, we're we're sort of in your hands here. But if there's anything that we can do to help you with this, please don't hesitate to ask. We don't have um, much information. And the information will be uh, very hard to come by in Siberia. It is place you want to be prepared before go. We're tough. We've been through a lot together. That being said, how best can we prepare? And let's do that efficiently. I I I, I have friend um who uh, who uh, work for railway. He uh, he may may be able to help us with uh, with passage. But um, passage to where? To do what? Exactly. That's the problem. Perhaps it's worthwhile to, I don't know, get closer to this potentially anomalous situation. Well, I think we're going to need something to transport the object in question. Yes? Mm. Well, first we have to get to where... Well, if we're prepping the travel accommodations, we should have at least a crate or perhaps a wagon for it, I believe, so that we're not just carrying it around. I I, I had an idea about that. We, I don't think we have to take the whole thing. Yes, I think we only need to take the uh, swatch, if you will. Yes. A swatch. Yes. Like like a piece. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just need the tattoo. Yeah. Well, then, I have an idea about that. I'm sure well, do. we should. It'll still be a very. I'm not touching it. If just letting everybody know no that one now. Is saying that you have to. Yeah, I think I think we're way ahead of where we yeah, are. Yeah, this is so. You, far. You're, you're discussing. She's, you're she's discussing just. Fine she, she's a rambler. So she's thinking about like the bone from last time, and it's like I don't want to touch anything that like that. Absolutely, I, uh, so not a problem. She, but that's just what I just don't want to go. Said. I just don't want to go down a rabbit hole of we need a wagon, and that's just. I think that's a little bit fine tuning at this point. Yeah, may, may may I offer? Um, please, uh, Vadim. Vadim's job is to uh, to uh, to uh, get in and get out, um, and I usually think there are two ways. Uh, you work from within. Or you work from without. So we find a way to put ourselves in place nefariously. Or we find a way to get in place undetected. I thought you were going to say nefariously there. But yes, undetected is the key here. Mm, sometimes uh, hide in plain sight better. So, so if we were... 
to join the workforce. The lack of, the fact that none of us besides the gentleman over here speaks Russian is going to be a hell of a big problem. How long are we going to wait for them to keep digging until they find this thing and then we can't even get at it because they're going to bring it back to their Russian museums and therefore make it even more impossible to collect? Okay, look, former archaeo- Technically, I am still an archaeologist, although I haven't been one for now. They don't just dig something up right away and then bring it over. They're going to exhume it and they're going to research it and do tests on it there. It'll stay up. It's not like they're just going to automatically go, okay, here we go. Time to go to the museum. Time to go on display. Sometime uh, it is better let uh, others do work for you. Interesting theory. Mm -hmm. Ella, that was a good Mm -hmm. point you kind of brought up. What if we waited for them to bring it back? What if we tracked it this way and didn't have to deal with it out there? That's an option. You're starting to think outside the box. That's exactly what I was talking about before the show. Mm. Start putting options together that you know you may want to apl- approach it from different avenues. Mm. And Vadim has a couple of other uh, – one or two other contacts that may open up some things as well. But this is a good one. You now think, okay, we can always go in as a worker workforce or come up with a reason to go out there or keep – in touch with people that may be following it or get close to the people that would eventually study it when it comes back to here. So you have that's, that's two right from one phone call and that's good. That's good thinking. So I applaud you guys for that. That's, that's interesting. Or we, uh, we, uh, try, uh, penetrate, um, classic steel. You pick lock, break in, take thing, leave. Option three, the heist. Yeah. We, We've could you know? Done it, it could be in transit. Could be in transit. Could be out there in the warehouse. Where I mean, they're gonna you know. Yeah. Again, that's another option. So good. These are starting to develop. That's 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 awesome. Ella would turn to Vadim and go, "If we were to let them take Princess Corpse out of where she's buried and bring it out into the open to where they can do these tests, as our resident archaeologist and scientist." lady over has has said do you know this could we possibly interview the people as our journalist personas if we were to get the necessary paperwork in the weeks coming up while they find it hmm uh cover is 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 valid but um may not uh you know bear scrutiny i would uh I would need to uh, check into that. But uh, it's possible. If they remove this thing, it's likely not to come here. I would more likely go to Moscow, I would think. Mm, That does make a lot of sense. Vadim, would it be possible for you to reach out to any other contacts that you have just so we have a broader pool of information to draw from and then we can make a decision then? Duh. Thank you. I will. I will. Uh, I will talk. Thank you for your help. We truly appreciate you. That's what I am here for. And in the meantime, and I, I pat um, Catherine and Ella on the leg. We can learn more Russian. I think we should practice tonight at dinner. No English. We communicate only with Russian and limited hand signals. Yet. She's already on board. I'm- Everybody, go ahead and give me another in, uh, <laughs> intel roll, ladies. Ooh. And I'm looking for a hard success. 
Hard. Hard success. Unfortunately, okay. that is a 52, which is only a regular for me. I rolled a 30. That is a hard success. Go ahead. Do uh, you want to say something, Adam? I was going to say, if if I'm helping them, is there any role I could make the you know, um, and, and uh, how well you, you I'm can, helping them. You can go ahead and take it. Yeah, I, it, I was figuring you were about you were going to start working on contact stuff, um, and this came up sort of over dinner. But that's fine if you want to make the roll. That's a ninety-one. So I'm going to go with a no. Um, I'm, I'm His thinking, teaching style is not helpful. And yeah, it's frustration. very good. <laughs> yeah. over, May not be the best educator. <laughs> over your your you feast. You just of, say it. <laughs> <laughs> Over your feast of uh, overboiled cabbage and <laughs> a sausage that you're not sure is exactly a sausage. Uh, the, um, you know, it's an excellent cut of meat. Dirty sausages, Lauren, Delaware. Ew, Moving, no. uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> the, uh, Catherine, you look to the, the girls and, and Faye kind of picks up on your thing and says, maybe we should also write an article. Maybe we should also be writing about some things because if we get stopped and they ask us if we're journalists, we can at least say we have copy that was coming back with us. That is a most beautiful and excellent idea. That yes. is wonderful. Let yes. us. It gives us something to do today. It gives us an excuse to be out and about. Out and about, Russia. I would say, make sure you have a, your contact with oh, you because your I, Russian is so bad. But you could, all, you could have easily talked about all the great shopping, the, the grocery stores are filled with everything that the, the, the you know, a, a Russian citizen could ever hope or need. Yep. Of course, you know, they can't afford to actually eat it, but it's there. Should anybody want to have it? You know, you, are you can write up. Are tape recorders a thing yet? Or no. some kind of recording no. device? No. Okay. Yes. There's, um, it, yeah, you have, um, they, they, you know, you can create like a, a Vitrola, a record. They had, they had the recording of that you could do. Mm-hmm. But no, okay. no, nothing like a, a handheld recorder if you were thinking about... Yeah, no dictaphone, that. nothing I, like that. Yeah. I kind of would say, like, oh, here are my notes on it. I like recording myself so I can think about it. And then Ella would go up at it from and I'm like, oh, I gotta be- this city so- is so vastly like diverse and blah, 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 blah. And the notes come up. And be sure to mention that, that, that. And then... So like, here's my only problem. Ella, I love that idea. And I would love to role play that out with you. And if it was 20 years or 30 years in the future, I would say you had a small portable or a, a machine that you could talk into at night, you know, like a reel to reel. But it would be so funny to hear you go, and shopping was wonderful. And there were a few ghosts in the corner. And I wonder why they're doing there. I mean, maybe they were murdered <laughs> on the alleyway. You would be the last person as a rambler I would ever want talking into a tape machine that, is that could be confiscated by the government fair. that is that is so incredibly fair and when i accidentally um and when i accidentally passed my hand over the woman's head scarf i noted that her son had passed away i hope she's right. feeling better <laughs> so and whoever's listening to this your uncle your uncle vadimir says hello no you don't want to do that that's the that's like, that's not the that's not the right play. I think okay. write it out. Yeah. yeah. So we've determined that we don't want Ella holding the theoretical Victrola. We also everybody don't... just she takes notes. Yeah. You take you know that kind of stuff. Yes. Oh, I was I was just gonna say that we don't want Catherine holding it either. No, because there'd be too many f bombs, and the state doesn't appreciate that. I talked to an old woman. <laughs> fuck her. She was uh... rude. Fuck her. She was rude. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so you guys, you ladies are working on that and trying to work on your Russian. Vadim, you want to, may want to try to reach out to one more contact for another option or solution? 
I think I would uh, go down to the cafe mm-hmm. um, and reach out. Um, I have a uh, I have a good friend who works for um, she works for one of the uh, political officers here in Leningrad um, okay. as a, as an assistant. Um, but he's kind of a you know he's 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 a little bit of a buffoon, and she uh, she's often able to uh, get certain things done using his name without his knowledge. Okay. Um, one of my contacts. All right. So you make your way down to the cafe. Yeah, this is she actually stops in like Friday afternoons. It's it's she doesn't sit there as regularly as you like for you. It's, you know, something every day, a biscuit, um, some a coffee or a tea, something like that. Uh, but it's it's not it's not like she doesn't haunt this place. But what she'll do is she'll swing by once a week and just check on you. You check on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Regular Friday. Time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She comes in for lunch. That's her payday. And this Friday, she is not there. You do know where she works. Uh, You are aware of where she lives. I mean, she's a friend. You've known her for several years. Um, But she does not come in for lunch on this particular Friday. I finish my lunch as to, uh, you know, not not bring too much attention or what have you. Um, And do I feel like um, I can safely visit her at her place of at her office? You could probably watch from across the street for a while and then make your way, you know, grab her as she's coming out for the evening. I don't know if you'd want to walk into a political officer's, you know, uh, yeah, office. Yeah. I'm not sure you'd want to do that, but that might be a little too visual or visible for you. Um, but, you know, you can always you can always do it. Like you said, hiding in plain sight isn't a bad thing sometimes. Yeah. Um. Loitering is not generally a great thing, but I will, uh, I'll go and, and, um, you know, observe her office, see if I catch a, you know, a glimpse of her, you know, I, I, I have a couple of cigarettes, um, Mm -hmm. you know, make it look like I'm waiting for somebody, but, um, I'm only going to give it maybe 20, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Um, Okay. Yeah. There's a bus station not far. Uh, that you can actually see the front of her building and the uh, his office faces this part of the avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the fourth floor of this building. And go ahead and give me a spot hidden. That is a 74, which... Oh, sorry. I was looking at sleight of hand. Uh, actually is a success. Wow. Okay, good. Um, the woman at the desk is not Paulina. The woman in this particular office, and you know this is definitely the office of the uh, administrator, the political officer for this neighborhood, um, He, she is not there. There is someone else sitting in her desk. Concerned, I'm going to uh, – um, I'm going to do a walk-by at her house. Okay. One, see if there is any uh, – I'd like to see if it's being watched first, and if I, okay. feel, if I feel comfortable that it's not being watched um, – I'm going to go check on her. You make your way to the house. She lives, she does live a little bit further away in town. You, you know, you take a train. I'm not a train. I'm sorry. You take a bus. The bus drops you off in the proper part of the, of the neighborhood. Um, You make your way there. And as you come around the corner of the street, you do see a regular, not the OGPU, but a regular uh, police officer's car parked out front of her house. Not, you know, being more suspicious to turn around, um, I just keep casually walking by. You know, I'm trying to notice if the police officer is sitting in his car or if the car is empty. Car is empty. And the lights in her apartment 
on the second floor are all lit up. And as you're walking by, if the curtains are are open and you do see that there is a police officer in there and he has a notepad out and he seems to be talking or doing something. Um, Time to bring in the guns. Go get the broads and get the guns. No, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, we still have our Abilene's arsenal. I will go in there for you if you want me to, though. Just say the word. I am itching for a fight. Jesus Christ, it's a joke. <laughs> it, um, it is concerning. She she is a friend, and um, if uh, if something has happened, especially he's he's going through all of the interactions and things and help and little favors and such that she's done, and he's immediately goes to if it's something that she's done for him that has caused her uh, uh, to to get jammed up. Um, you know, that, that's, that would be the worst case scenario. But it's a good thing you checked on her because this could have been going on behind the scenes without you knowing. And that might've been even more of a, a, a burden at some point or a problem. So you're, you're glad that you know, but now it's just how much do they know? Or, you know, is she giving away or what is she, what are they there for? I walk around the corner and, um, out of sight, uh, maybe find a, an alley or, or, you know, alcove or something like that, that looks, uh, you know, not, uh, not well used. Um, and I try to keep an eye on the situation uh, for a little while to see if the police officer leaves or if anybody else comes, um, if there's any change in the situation. Okay. First, give me a stealth roll, please. Ladies, go ahead and make an Intel check again. And then if you made your Intel check, let me know. And I will tell you the increase to your, we're going to do a skill check. Hard success. Regular success again. I'm getting in between the 32 and the 65 mark, so. Regular success. I just made it. All right. So now go ahead and roll against your Russian. And if you got a regular success, you will go up by five. So in other words, you got to fail the roll, just like a mini skill check. So, Faye, you're trying to roll a 10 or uh, 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 11 or higher. Mm -hmm. And the girls are trying to roll a 6 or higher. I rolled a 47, so I... So, Faye, you go up by 5. Okay. I failed it. Go up by 10, because you did a hard success. 15. So, I failed it. at 10 now. You're at 10 now, yep. Okay, I'm sorry about that, Adam. How'd you you make out with your stealth? Um, I rolled a 25, which is a hard success for me. Excellent. So you are you are fully hidden. Um, you know now. Go ahead and give me that. Give me another one of your spot hidden rolls as you're keeping an eye on the residents, and let me know what you get. That's a forty four, um, which is a regular success. Okay, so you do see um, across the way. You can't tell if it's. You know it's a male shape, but someone in an adjacent building has come out to the foyer, watched the police, smoked a cigarette, gone back in, and then you saw the curtains open and they're watching from inside the house. So you're like, okay, so you've noticed someone watching them. Was there anything about his dress or demeanor that would tell me, is he an official? Well, um, if you had gotten a hard success, you might gotcha. have been able to tell that. Yeah. Understood. All you did, but you saw him coming in and out of the building. You saw him drop a couple cigarettes onto the ground and put them out with his foot. Okay. Um, blow into his hands for a second, kind of like try to waste a little bit more time. But then he moved his way back in. And as you watch the facade, the front of the building for a second, you saw him then open the curtains and he's watching from inside. Could be a nosy neighbor. You're just not sure. 
Okay, I'm going to continue to hold my spot. I want to see if this police are going to leave and leave her there or or if I even get a sense of, you know, like walking past the window, do I get a glimpse of her? Does it look like he's questioning somebody? Overall, the person that the, the there are two police officers now, you're confirmed inside her room, inside her, you know, her 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 domicile or apartment. You do not see her at all, but you do see them moving around and you're not so you're not sure if the conversation is being aimed back and forth between them or if they're speaking to someone else. But they stay there and they're there probably about 45 minutes before they they emerge from the house, from the apartment. Uh, They go into their car and start it and they drive away. Do I notice any activity from this other house after, uh, you know, with them coming out and leaving? When they okay, so when they leave. You see the curtain just be put back in its place and nothing happens. So he's like across the street. Yep. So he's looking over at the apartment. Yep. And you're, uh, you're, you're catty corner, but you caught him. So you're kind of watching the building from an angle and you saw him come out and then you made sure that you could see him for a second to see if he kept – and he did. So you have somebody who's watching a situation. It, it could be a Jehovah Witness thing like, you know, the Jehovah's yeah. in town. Yeah, yeah, or it could be yeah. – yeah, but Or unfortunately, it could be somebody it, watching. <laughs> exactly, especially is, in Russia. <laughs> do I recall on any past visits I would have, uh, um, I would have visited? Was there a fire escape in the back? Another way into the building? You're a smuggler, so those kind of things are tricks of the trade that you would use anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a back entrance to the building, but uh, as far as a fire escape, not on this building, though. No. But there would be a back entrance that would not necessarily be visible to whoever this person is. That's oh, absolutely watching. not. Uh-huh. Um, okay. You could make your way through alleys and then hop a fence, you know, get around the back of the building and you could get into Paulina's building without being seen. I would like to do that. Fine. You're able to, you know, do you have, is lock picking a skill on this, on the Pulp Cthulhu sheets? I think so, right? I am a practice lock pick, not the best, but. <laughs> this isn't a hard lock. Okay. This isn't like you're trying to crack, you know, safes or break into a. You know, an office with a very, uh, you know. A, is this is this for a, her a apartment or is this getting into the building? Going into the building. Okay. Um, I rolled a 19. Okay. Um, which would be a hard success. Excellent. So you go, you go up and you crack the door very quickly with almost no noise. Uh, door opens as if you belonged there, as if you had a key. You know, and you actually fumbled it that way. You kind of like, oh, you patted your pocket, bent down, grabbed the pick, clicked it real quick. You're like, piece of cake. <laughs> and uh, in you go. And you make your way up the back staircase to the second floor and then to the towards the front of the building. Yep. Um, I would make my way to her door, but listen at the door. See if I hear anything inside. You hear crying. I knock very lightly at the door. She cracks it the smallest bit. And then sees you, and she throws the door open, and she says, Tasha's missing! They've taken her! And that's where we'll call it for tonight. So, thank you, everybody, for joining us on Cthulhu in Cairo. (laughs) Actually, Cthulhu in Cairo slash Russia. Um, (laughs) We're going to find out exactly what that means for Vadim and the girls when we come back next time. But from all of us here at the Barda College, we want to say thank you. And good night, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.